Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, hello there, podcast listeners. Uh, you're hearing my voice, which means that I'm back, uh, and I'm sorry about that. Um, and if you're also hearing my voice, that also means Joe's not here because I'm doing the intros, which I'm also sorry about that. But I am back from my one-week excused absence because I went and supported a, a local team to St. Louis, a soccer team. It was, a sort, it was sort of an exciting game. I didn't like the tie 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, pretty disappointing there. But they did clinch to make it into the playoffs. Uh, so that was kind of cool at the end of it all. And it was a really good game, honestly, overall. It's just the whole the, the zero zero thing I can't get over. I have to thank uh, the person who ended up giving me tickets. Brian, really appreciate that. Uh, thanks for having me. I uh, had several beers with my European friend who loves soccer and was trying to convince me it's better than football. And uh, he did. It didn't work because it's zero to zero. And it's a, it's a different game, to be honest. It's like a slower tactical game um that's constantly moving like that's the that's the upside to it but yeah the downside is it can end zero zero and it feels like you didn't actually watch a game but if i'm being completely honest though our offense and that is the st louis fc uh their offense was very uh stagnant like we had the ball the whole game and then la was super explosive just came out and had like multiple opportunities where they probably should have scored St. Louis, on the other hand, had a couple opportunities, but it would, it just felt so slow. Like we needed more like and I'm talking about for soccer, not because of the, the sport itself, but like just we didn't they didn't have that pop to them. They were like waiting for people to make cuts. Nobody ever made cuts. It was just weird. But regardless, it took away one, the draw. Seed, one seed in the West, man. That's all that matters. One yeah. seed in the West. Anyway, we'll get into real football now. I feel like that's <clears> probably a, a long enough time to talk about soccer on this podcast. Real football. I love that. 
But yeah, so on to week four. Still no bye weeks, which I used to think for some reason there was week four bye weeks, but I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I am thinking of like just the bye weeks in general. But I, I used to feel like they started in week four. I think they but. did, and they also didn't go as late because now that there's that extra game at the end of the season. So because we have what week thirteen bye weeks this year and last year, yeah, and that was that was a clusterfuck at the end like when you're like oh it, shit i don't have tyree kill for week 13 and i need to get in the playoffs or it sure as hell was um all right well let's just jump into the idp stuff um look it was a uh, a good week for idp some players are kind of we're kind of figuring out what's what and who's who um i just kind of want to start with our team the eagles because a lot of people out there are really, really upset with Hassan Reddick. And I just keep telling people, this is not the same defense that Jonathan Gannon was running. It's a different defense. It's mostly the same players, and they are still effective. It's just the highlights are in different places. The secondary and the upfront defensive tackles, those are the meat and potatoes of the defense. Now the linebackers and defensive ends not as involved as they were with Gannon. I actually have to disagree with you. I will agree that it is a different defense and offense. I think a lot of people are like, wow, the offense doesn't even look good. You know, they're, you know, slow. They're not getting the the shots that they had last year. It's completely different coordinator, completely different play calling. Everything's different. Same with the defense. And honestly, Hassan Reddick dealt with that thumb issue going into the season. We kind of knew that I didn't think it'd be this bad. We knew there would be a slouch for sure. Uh, we knew he would have less snaps. We have a huge rotation. Last year, we lost Burnett before the season even started. Uh, I, I would say do not give up on Reddick. I will say, I don't know what you guys said last week, but go buy him. I, I mean, don't start him right away, but go buy yeah, we him. We did not say anything. Okay. Oh, okay, good. Well, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I'm here to talk about this. Reddick is yeah. the freest defensive end out there, and especially anyone who traded for him in the offseason or you know, have had, had him on his, the team last year, and you're sitting there like, yeah, man, he's going to get a sack a game again. And he will just not, not yet, man. He's it's, it's not that kind of pressure that they're using. I will say those defensive tackles are phenomenal, but even if you look at their stats, they're not like jumping off the page. It's what we have is a full they healthy are, though, rotation. The, they are jumping off the page, but they're not, you never know which that games. You never know when it, which ones it's going to be between Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, but you know, one of the two of them is going to have a little bit of a pop-off game. I mean, Jalen Carter is one of the best defensive I mean, tackles in the league right now. And that's, he's, is a rookie. So that, and that, that's just crazy, but you know what? That's the Eagles. That's Harry Roseman. That's the defense. Um, but I just but wanted to say it literally just comes down to the rotation and we have a full rotation. Nolan Smith hasn't even been worked in yet is the best part. So yeah, I, well, worse. he was in that Buccaneer game on Monday and like he made one really good play where he chased down Baker from behind. And I was like, God, I cannot believe this team is all rookies. It's so wild. But Back to Reddick, I guess what we kind of were hoping was that this week behind the Bucks O-line, this would be the week that Hassan Reddick would probably get home because Baker is known in the past for taking sacks like nobody's business. We're kind of hoping this was the week, and we still come away with, you know, kind of disappointed a little bit. Of course, he still is without a sack, and his tackle numbers aren't, aren't great yet. Now, what you were saying is I think this might be a perfect buy-low opportunity because I'm sure through week three, whoever has Hassan Reddick is expecting the Hassan Reddick from 2022. And you have an opportunity here where you might be able to leverage somebody that is popping off a little bit right now 
um, to go get him potentially because that person's probably either fed up or you could probably convince him that the defense isn't the same and he's not going to be able to do the same things he did last year, which is just maybe not the case long term. Yeah, no, it's going to be phenomenal in in the future. If there's ever an injury to, you know, a Brandon Graham or Sweat or anything, he's going to get more work. Uh, I mean, is this just this is just a really fully healthy defensive line. And I would definitely buy Hassan Reddick right now. I'm not saying start him right away. Maybe look to see if there's some weak tackle um, offensive, like do some, do some research on offensive lines, see who they're playing next week. See if they have a weak left or right tackle on that team. Who's given up four sacks last game. That would be the person I would target. That's the the game I would target playing Hassan Reddick in. But at the same time, football's weird, man. Sometimes people have big seasons. Sometimes people don't. Take it for a grain of salt, but you should be able to get Hassan Reddick pretty cheap. One person I wanted to talk about, someone I was excited about, because if you play in ESPN leagues, Isaiah Simmons has cornerback eligibility, which it doesn't matter. Because they kept saying, and I've seen, I don't know why I get so much fucking Giants news. I guess it's because the NFC East, but I've been seeing multiple things about he's getting better. He's he's getting more snaps. He's going to get more in practice. And we're going to get the workload. The workload is literally exactly the same. It has not changed whatsoever. I think his snaps have been... 15, 13, 23. He's had a tackle two, four. I mean, he's not getting a full workload. I, I I know he's relatively new to the team. I'm not saying trade him or panic or anything. This is just one of those guys that's like, maybe the Cardinals didn't fleece the Giants like we thought they did. You know, maybe Isaiah Simmons is just okay. Yeah, and I think my only pushback for that is like, I think the Giants as a whole are in a, like an identity crisis right now because it doesn't seem like anybody on that team knows what the hell is going on, which is weird because it's not like the coordinators left from last season. It's essentially the same thing they were doing. They didn't really add many new pieces. They did add uh, Bobby O'Grecki to the team, so that is a different aspect. Um, but for the most part, it's the same players. So why all of a sudden you know we're having really bad games from most of the stars from the Giants? I don't really get it. I don't really get it at all. And Isaiah Simmons seemed like a perfect player for them to – introduce into that defense and to use in a way that we're seeing other safeties being used in the league. And he's just not getting anything like that. Yeah. And especially with their safeties, not being what they used to be. I mean, Xavier McKinney's good, obviously um, Pinnock. I mean, had flashy games. You thought that there'd be more of that nickelback role with him. And it's mm-hmm. kind of sad. Uh, one person just while we're here, not that there's any rhyme or reason what we're doing anyway, but Micah, Micah McFadden, I, I, I'm so angry. So I put picked him up after week one. I was like, oh, yeah. All right, man. S- immediate start. Like, fucking 10 tackles week one. Started in week two. Should have probably known it's Arizona. I mean, you can't really expect much there. But they actually played pretty good. And sat in week three. And then you saw that 20 point on my on my bench. So um, super excited about him and the fact that he could do it alongside. Uh, why am I blanking on uh, my guy here? Bobby oh, O'Grecki. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't pronounce it. That's why. That's why I blanked. But yeah. So. No. Yeah, and what sucks is like sleeper is still projecting him zero. So if you're playing on sleeper and you're playing an IDP league, you're probably still thinking like, oh, well, that's weird. He's projected zero, so he must be like hurt or he's maybe not starting. And it's just because they're way behind and they're just not actually putting any kind of points towards him, which he is a starting linebacker. He is good to go in your lineup. He's good to start each week. I mean, he's, you know, it might be not 10 tackles every time, but it it could be close to that. I, I, you could convince yourself of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, honestly, I I was 
I always get curious about how the, you know, three, four defenses, how the two inside linebackers will play off each other. And it seems like one is not hurting the other. One is not getting 15 tackles and one's getting five. It looks like it's a pretty even split. Like Fadden's all over the field. Uh, got to watch <clears> the Francisco <throat> game. Um, so excited to see it. Another person that is actually not been updated whatsoever, Terrell Bernard. And I got him in every single league and I'm super excited. Um, as you actually can see on the screen, it says my name if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, this guy is the new Tremaine Edmonds in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I feel like nobody's talking about him. I, I posted something on Twitter. Everyone was just like, shut up. Nobody cares about IDP. They didn't actually <laughs> say that, but it felt like that whenever I posted it. But I just like this was absolutely free. Uh, you know, sophomore coming out first first year, finally, like getting the starting role. And he deserves it. And he deserves to be on rosters. And I'm hoping at this point, at least everyone has rostered him. But well, that's uh, that's actually interesting that you bring that up because in our Discord, a guy asked, "Hey, Terrell Bernard's on my waiver wire. Should I go pick him up?" And I was like, "A thousand percent, go get him because he's not going to be available for too much longer." If he's if the fact that he still is means people aren't totally paying attention yet, but like this isn't fluky. It's it's uh, a trend. We're seeing a trend now. It's not like a one week pop situation. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just super excited about that. And I mean, there he's right there. He's just doing what a middle linebacker would do. The interceptions and the extra stuff reminds me of a very Devin White type statistic where, you know, yeah, he's getting six, seven, 11 tackles a game. Those interceptions, those fumble recoveries, those sacks, those add up. And those are the best to have for a, you know, linebacker, or, you know, especially a young guy who got for free basically didn't invest mm-hmm. heavily in the IDP on the draft or something. So for sure. Well, let me talk about my guys because I have two I'm really excited about. One, Kyle Hamilton has officially broken out. He had a game for the ages on Sunday, and it was incredible. This right here, everyone, is exactly the kind of guy – like this is exactly who we thought Kyle Hamilton was going to be coming out. Like we hoped they were going to use him in this capacity, and it's exactly what he did. And I I couldn't be happier, and I'm hoping that they continue to use him in this way because this is the guy that you should be getting. Now, is it going to be three sacks? No, but it's going to be exciting nonetheless. Yeah, I would just say the fact of this, the sacks are amazing. Seeing blitzing safeties, that game was crazy and kind of boring as it was, but seeing Kyle Hamilton makes me excited. There's, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't watch, you know, don't care about IDP. So they're like, I'm actually sitting there like, who who got the stack? Who was that? Like, cause you know, all the mm-hmm. number changes, it's still pretty early in the year. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know who that was or whatever. And I was like, oh, Kyle Hamilton. And I learned his number really quick and I didn't need to double check anymore. It was like, oh, that was Kyle again. Oh, again. And people are like, Oh, why do you care about that? I have the Baltimore Ravens defense and I'm getting the sack. Well, this is why I love IDP because it's way better when you have the guy who goes for three sacks in a game, especially as a safety position. Uh, just phenomenal. For sure. Well, and speaking of safeties, another one I want to bring up is Dax Hill for Cincinnati. Uh, first of all, he's had 10 tackles um, in a game this season. The past game that they just played on Monday, he had a sack in the game when they were playing the Rams. He seems to be the guy, like, I know they got Jordan Battle, and I know everybody got excited right away, putting him on their waiver wire, asking us who is going to be the starting safety here. Is it going to be Battle? Is he going to win over Dax Hill? And no, Dax Hill was a first-rounder out of Michigan. They drafted him for a reason. And when – oh, damn, I forgot his name. But he left to go to Atlanta. Yes, uh, Bates. Safety, Bates. Bates. When Bates left – Hill was going to be the guy, and he is coming and already is showing what he can be, and I'm excited. I hope everybody bought him. If he's available, in, uh, if you're in season-long leagues, go get him now because 
he is a steady. Now, his ceiling might not be huge, but his floor is going to be enough. I think that you're going to get good value this entire season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we actually had this whole discussion about it on one of the, the live streams that we did. And I think I messed up and said Jesse Bates and someone was like Dax Hill. And, like, and then Joe literally goes, that's the guy like that. That's who you're going to want. And mm-hmm. I am excited about Jordan Battle, but it might be a, it might be a situation where like Dax Hill where it's next year or Kyle Hamilton where it's next year. I mean, it's not always a rookie year. Just I mean, especially for defensive players on a on a pretty depth filled team. I can understand. I have I have battle on a couple leagues. I, I want him to do good, but take the win here, you know, and speaking yeah. of a, uh, an actual breakout, um, breakout safety, we got Brian branch. And if I was on the podcast last week, I'd have told you to start him, start him, start him. And it was worth it. Uh, obviously the interception touchdown boosts, boosts the stats week one playing in that kind of limited role. But once CJ GJ went down, uh, branch is the starter now on that team. And I'm pretty sure Kirby Joseph got injured in that game as well. So, um, it's literally Brian branch and Tracy Walker now, Hopefully, like I was going to say, hopefully you didn't get rid of your Tracy Walker stocks just yet because even he is uh, relevant at the moment. But Brian Branch was all over that field. I know the numbers, you know, other than the tackles didn't look super sexy. But uh, if you watch that game at all, you know that Brian Branch was making a huge impact. And unfortunately, you're not going to be able to just go pick him up right now or probably really even want to trade for him. But just wanted to, you know, flex on that Brian Branch coming through. So. Hey, as long as as he is filling in, he is a very playable player. I mean, we've gotten some questions in the Discord and in the chat about Brian Branch. And, like, while nobody wants to commit 100%, I don't think he's going to – you can't keep him off the field forever. The first game that he played, pick six. Like, that was immediately like, okay, Brian Branch is here and he's not going to go away. And now he's just been good in his fill-in capacity. And, yeah, if you don't have him already – you're probably not going to get him, um, but the injuries, people coming back from those are kind of interesting, though, like CJGJ. Well, speaking of, it's a perfect segue into uh, some returning injured vets. Um, let's get into uh, the most, I guess, probably the biggest uh, defensive injury uh, in the week three. Devin Lloyd, who is missing at least two games at this point, which brings into... Ed Muma, who is the replacement. Now, obviously, the numbers didn't pop off right away, uh, but I think that with this, I mean, Lloyd played the majority of the game. So, I mean, with this, though, I mean, the numbers usually just translate directly to the next player. Uh, and at this point, I think it's going to be Muma. And against Atlanta, who is 100% run, 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 <clears throat> can't even try to right. throw the ball if they, if they try, Muma should have a big game. And I think he's... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Very startable this week. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the Jags defense as a whole has been really down this year, so maybe having movement in the lineup will... Uh, as a starter will actually maybe like boost the entire defense up. It would be nice if they would start playing this Jags team was supposed to be a lot better than they are now, but the fact that Mooma is going to get a shot in there to actually, uh, you know, get the start. I think that this is a good spot for him in London to get back on track. Not to hate on the Jaguars too much. They actually played really good against Indy and KC. They just randomly got roasted by CJ Stroud. Like, I don't, I don't say randomly because CJ Stroud did it, but they actually only let the Chiefs score 17 points, and that was with the return of Travis Kelsey. You'd think it's that that's true. Would I just mean like stats wise, like Olakun's having a great season, but everybody else has kind of yeah. not not been so well. Um, other than that, uh, Devondre Campbell's out this week. Uh, it looks like um, I would not suggest starting Isaiah McDuffie. If you need somebody to start, Isaiah McDuffie is a good call. But I think there's probably someone better on your roster or on the waiver wire that you can go grab real quick, which actually brings me to my other person, which is Henry Toyo Toyo, who is covering for Denzel Perryman right now. And I personally think Denzel has stolen this job from Perryman. I personally think that. I thought that before the season going into camp. I knew it was going to take a couple games, mind you. But I thought this guy was going to win the job straight out. It's taken him a couple games and an injury to get in there, but I don't think he's going to relinquish it. I mean, he's getting 10 tackles a game almost, and his snap share is going up and up each week, and I don't I don't know how he gives the job up by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, he literally his snaps have doubled each game so far. I mean, at this point, I mean, obviously I don't think he can double anymore because I don't think they're going to play 120 snaps. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm really glad you brought him up because I don't know how to pronounce anyone's name, much less this one. Uh, but Toyo Toyo, nice to know. Big fan of this yeah. guy. Um, honestly, fun, not a college football guy. So I found out about this guy through a Madden NFL draft and he ended up on my team and he was phenomenal. Stupid reason, but always love this guy and happy to see him actually break out and come through here. Um, who's the other linebacker on this team that I'm not thinking Christian of right now? Harris. Christian Harris. Christian Harris. Yes. And he has not had great a great time so far. Uh, technically listed as an outside linebacker, but 
that sack week one, I actually started him that week and then uh, didn't get much from him after that. So, um, but honestly, it's yeah. it's Toyo Toyo, and I don't think this job goes back to anyone else. Like, there's Perryman's obviously a pretty good linebacker, had himself pretty decent games. I don't want to say cut him by any means, but Toyo Toyo, the way he's playing, there's no way you can excuse to not have him on the field basically well and one reason i just want everybody out there to know like this isn't just like us saying oh he's had a couple good games start him D'Amico ryan's drafted this guy in the fifth round D'Amico ryan's when they were in san francisco took a fifth round linebacker in Al- aziz al shair and he took a fifth round linebacker in dre greenlaw and made them into stars in the idp space and he drafted henry toyo toyo in the fifth round he's gonna make him a star in the idp space like this is D'Amico Ryan's and what he likes to do. So it's not just random. He's having a couple good games. Like he, I think this is an actual like sign of things to come. Yeah. And I mean, obviously Perryman's been around. It's not like he's going to not have a role anymore. It's just going to be <clears throat> part of Toyo Toyos at this point. Uh, and then yeah. another, another uh, person that's dead Vander Esch, uh, not injured. I don't think at all. Just uh, he's it's done. Uh, last year was cool uh, without um, Jalen Smith. Uh, Vander yep. Esch actually did shine pretty well, uh, but this year is not it. And I don't even know who's getting the tackles on this defense because it's it's Donovan Wilson has been out for until last week and didn't really play all that great. I, I don't know who's getting the tackles for the Cowboys or if they're even making tackles after last game. But um, at the moment, Vander Esch should not be anywhere near a lineup that you're even thinking about starting. I, I'm a big fan of Vander Esch, always have been, uh, but right now it's just not a great time for him. Yeah, the tackle leaders on the Cowboys right now are Dron Curse, Damone Clark, which Damone Clark was our guy that we thought, um, and Marquise Bell. Marquise Bell? Oh, he's a safety. That's, why that's not know. a lot of tackles, though. He's a, leading, he's a leading tackler on this team, and that's like 13, 14 mm-hmm. tackles. Wild. Yep. It, it is true so far. Cowboys just not having a great time. Sorry, Cowboys yeah. fans out there. I'm not trying to piss you off. just naturally do. All right. Well, one more person I wanted to bring up that is officially back. That is Aiden Hutchinson. Um, first two games was extremely slow. There were a lot of like murmurs about like, I mean, is he, can we drop him? <laughs> I mean, is he not, not going to have a good break? You know, is he going to have a sophomore slump? Well, he said to go to hell with that. And he came back and immediately was a, a very, very good option against Atlanta, which maybe that's just going to be what it is this year. When you play a team that's heavy run, you're going to get a chance to have a pop-off game like he just had against Atlanta with only, I mean, you can see it if you're watching on YouTube, 56% snaps, and he was able to have a 30-point game. Like, that's insane. I think that's actually a snap number. It's not the percentage. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, if that's 50, which I was that's already probably like, like I can't even believe snaps. that. But yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you know. No, I, I, I do have that issue with sleepers sometimes. Oh, 100%. I, I 100% agree with you. Um, I think, honestly, what you're going to see now is literally just anyone who's playing Atlanta pass rushers, you're going to have a good time. Desmond Ritter does not know what he's doing back there. Obviously, he's making it look okay with Bijan and him catching, you know, six, seven balls out of the backfield. Uh, but Ritter's going to get sacked a lot. I think he might, if he plays the full season, he'll be the most sacked quarterback. But I personally think he'll get pulled before that. So. Um, well, I don't know. We'll get into that in the pre- we'll get into that in the preview pod. I've got I've got a couple of people I need a, a I have a bone to pick with. Um, no way, you have a bone to pick with Atlanta. That's just shocking. Uh, it's not just Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's finally got getting to what you know I thought they were going to be, but like there's a couple others that we need to get to. 
Um, one more person I want to talk about before we wrap this up, uh, Jerome Baker, uh, not having the season to, you know, remember at the moment. Uh, but I want to let you, I just want to remind you that it's hard to run against a team when you're down by 50 points. So do not cut or do anything with Jerome Baker. Um, honestly, I personally have him as a trade target right now because of his, you know, recent dip is what it seems at least. Um, especially with, if you look at snaps, you're like, oh man, he didn't play a full game last week. People aren't going to remember the 70 to 20 route that happens in three or four weeks. But uh, this is the time to buy Jerome Baker. Personally, I think you're pretty much going to get what you see in week one, at least every week. And they're eventually going to be in close games. I don't know if you guys noticed, but they have not played a very good team yet. So uh, New England, maybe, and obviously a little bit better chargers defense don't really count it personally, but um yeah, so Buffalo coming in, I, th- I think super run heavy. Going to tackle Josh Allen a couple times, whether it's a sack or not, I don't know. Um, and then, you know, whatever running back they actually do deploy that week, uh, Jerome Baker should have a pretty good time. So just want to let you know, that not just it's not fret yet. It's week three. I know people are worried yeah. about him. Yeah, I know the, the worry is getting out there, but yeah, just give him time. We'll, he'll, he'll bounce back. There's no problem with that. Okay, well, let's end this podcast with a couple of, like, just overall surprises that we've had in the NFL so far. Um, and I will start I, – I know the the couple that you have, but I will start with my biggest surprise so far, and that is Puka Nakua from the Rams. Look, if you would have asked me before the season, <clears throat> is Puka Nakua going to lead – basically lead the NFL in targets through week three – I'd have been like, uh, no, there's no way in the world. And I don't think anybody could have told you he was going to be basically Cooper Cup reincarnated. Um, but he has been just incredible this entire season. And I really think that even when Cooper Cup comes back, he is going to be fine. This Rams offense was able to both support Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. And Makuka Nakua is still fit to play the Robert Woods role in the offense. They can still keep either Van Jefferson or Tutu Atwell out there. But I think Tutu gets booted back to the bench, Van Jefferson on the outside, Puka Nakua in that like Robert Woodsy role, and then Cooper Cup can be in the slot as he usually does. I don't think he's going to drop off too much because I think Matt Stafford trusts him, which once you have his trust, apparently that means you're going to get fed. Yeah, we didn't get the report that he ate breakfast with Matt Stafford this year, which is kind of unfortunate, but... No, it's nice to see Matt Stafford find someone else. You know what I mean? Like uh, after Cooper Cup went down last year, they was just like Stafford, bleh, nothing, 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 and then end of, end of the season for him. So yeah, I, I I do like to see this, and honestly, he's feeding Atwell pretty well too. I feel bad for all those mm-hmm. Van Jefferson Van Jefferson stands out there, but uh, it didn't work out for you. But Puka did, uh, and it's phenomenal seeing seeing the targets, just twenty targets. That's those are Cooper Cup targets, and. Yeah, maybe those won't happen, but I think week three numbers would pretty much be pretty consistent, and I don't think they're going anywhere, even with Cup back. And not to mention, we don't know when Cup's coming back. They were so vague about everything. So this could go well, on for three weeks. He said after, after next week he's going to be back. That's what Sean McVay is ten, tentatively saying, but sure. it's a hamstring sure. injury. He had to go out of state to get it checked out. Like, Lord only knows what that actually means. Well... I know this has just been beaten into the ground all around, uh, but we're going to switch gears here and just talk about who attacked. Yeah. I know how to pronounce his name. Uh, I think he's been one of my biggest surprises this year, Uh, commanding an offense like he did not in week three, but in weeks one and two um, week three didn't need any commanding. The Broncos just let him walk all over him. Obviously a chain and Mostert 
won a lot of fantasy football weeks last week. Uh, Tua might might have as well because these forty point games. I I kind of like Tua now. I, I mean, it's just interesting to watch. I'm not looking forward to him when they play the Eagles week eight or seven, whenever that is. But this is my biggest surprise. Not only has he stayed healthy, which is you know the best part about all of this team. One one um, sack this year. One sack, playing out of his mind. I mean, the the completions to attempt ratio is phenomenal. He literally missed three incompletions last week. Um, sacked only one time this whole time. A couple yeah. interceptions, but that's bound to happen. One of those was literally an underthrow by Tyree Kill, which I, I did nail. But I think I got to eat my words on Tua. Uh, this team, not only just Tyree Kill is phenomenal, this team is a good team. And it's going to be pretty scary for the AFC. Um, I would not want to see this team fully healthy in the playoffs. If I'm any. Yeah, well, he's getting it out as fast as Tom Brady used to, and he throws it as accurately as Drew Brees did. And having those two things together in the same quarterback is very dangerous. And look, I would love to say that this is all Tua and that Tua was always going to be this guy, but it's hard not to think that Mike McDaniel isn't basically like using, you know, a guy that has like an artillery and he is just using what what weapon works the best. I, I know that their players are actually doing it, so I don't want to take the credit away from them, but this is insane by Mike McDaniel, some of the schemes that he's coming up with. I mean, look what he just did to the Broncos. Like, that, that's, that doesn't happen. We haven't seen 70 points in a game since 1966. I mean, that the, these are professional athletes at the height of, you know, the sport. 70 points like a college football game that people hate so much like oh i hate seeing those scores in the college because that'll never happen in the nfl we just saw it like it's well, it's crazy to be yeah, fair part of that part of that ending score was a chain's fault who uh was supposed to be running the clock out and broke off a 60 yarder and made like five hey, people fall over if they're gonna me. let you do that then you've got to punish them i and mean H-Chain's as a rookie, rookie so... as a rookie you cannot not take a touchdown there i mean exactly. i know it's kind of like oh you're not supposed to pour salt in the wound i'm sorry man be a little bit better 70 points i wish they would have broken the record people are gonna forget about this game like in I... 10 years but had they gone for the field goal and gotten 73 in a game and it would have been the, the record, people would remember it more. So I think they should have put the foot back on the pedal. It's their job to stop you. They're getting paid millions of dollars to stop you from scoring. Like, I 100% agree with you, man. It's the job. I don't – they even put Mickey Blanco out there. Mickey Blanco tore him up for a 60-something yard touchdown to Robbie Chosen. Robbie Chosen. I forgot about the Chosen. And he bur- he burnt Sertan. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, oh, that's, that's embarrassing. It's demoralizing for sure. Um, yeah. Right. What, what, one more. Let's get let's get out of here. We got we got a whole lot to do. Yeah, we do. We sure do. Um, actually, I, I just want my one of my biggest surprises this year. I didn't tell you this one beforehand is the Bengals. Um, look, I did not expect Joe Burrow to come into the season as hurt as he's been. Um, he's still not playing great. I'm not going to lie. For fantasy purposes, he's almost unusable, which is just not good um i, I do think Jordan love last week man it was fucking rough i do think eventually he gets back in a groove but after getting one of you know the highest contract in the history of the league this is not quite what Bengals fans wanted to see coming out of the gates now they did win against the rams so like you know you just would want to see more than this because he's been very very bad this season yeah and honestly like was this a rush job on getting him back or was it really just a retweak? Cause I mean, he looked bad week one and there, I think they said he retweaked it week two. 
So I, it I looks know. real. It looks not good at all. I know he plays bad against Cleveland, so I'm gonna just count that one as a wash. And then week two looked pretty good, so maybe he did really retweak it week three and just played like shit week one because he hadn't played for a while. So I'm I don't just know. Glad he got better. Chase back involved. <laughs> yeah, I mean at least at least Chase got involved. But if you look at his numbers and then you subtract Chase's numbers, it's it's not great. One forty one, two fifty nine. That's one hundred and ten yards. That wasn't Jamar Chase through the air at least. Yeah, well, in completions, he had 26, and 14 of them were chased. Yeah, interesting times, man. I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Burrow come back, but at the same time, it is yeah. looking really bad. And that was one of my, like, lock quarterbacks this year, too. And then, obviously, the injury happened. I was like, well, maybe you won't get him for the first two weeks. And get him, maybe not get him at all at this point. I hope not. Yeah. Rough. He's not been the biggest disappointment, and we will get into that in the preview podcast. But, um, all right. Well, that's all I think we got for the IDP portion of the podcast. If y'all have any questions and you're watching on YouTube, please leave them in the comment section below and we will get to them next week. We did have one question from last week that we needed to briefly mention. And that was, is Ivan Pace Jr. a long-term answer in Dynasty? My answer would be yes. I've liked how they've used him so far. They've been looking for a linebacker to take over for Kendricks after he went to the Chargers. And Ivan Pace is playing out of his mind so far. Yeah, been playing phenomenally. I think really you're not going to see it as much this year. Like, obviously, the numbers look fine this year. I mean, you'll have some blow-up games, but I don't think you're going to see the consistency really until next year when Hicks is more than likely gone. Um, But, yes, Pace does appear to be that guy. Um, I think grab him, put him on your taxi squad. Maybe even start him uh, week to week. Think about it like a team like Philly. Like, he had eight eight tackles and a half a sack against. I mean, that's the perfect type of team to play him against. If they happen to probably play Atlanta week nine, that's a fucking put him in. He's going to be blitzing Lock. and getting tackles. Lock right there. Lock, Lock him in for week eight, four <laughs> weeks beforehand. Uh, obviously, I'll, I'll, please check. Please check beforehand if you're listening to this. For sure. Uh, but if you have a question on YouTube, please leave it in the questions below or the comments below, and we will get to it next week. So, Josh, get us out of here. We'll see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.